You're listening to the Terror of the Woods podcast, where every question is a great question. I am your host, Star Strazabosco. Get your critical thinking caps on, because we are seeking truth in a world where we are drowning in information, but starved for knowledge. Unless you had more to say, I wanted to play that clip for you. Yeah, play it. Of the, this guy. Um, So that's the uh, oblate spheroidy. Oh. That's the flat mercury. Okay. And is that what we're on? That is what Rudolf Steiner and Neil deGrasse Tyson both say the earth is shaped like. If you look up an oblate spheroid, they'll describe a drop of mercury. And, well, and what is, because I've seen it before where the rainbow goes like down to the bottom, around, underneath. Like in some of the diagrams of yeah. the Earth and the older drawings and things yeah. like that. Well, I can't, right off the top of my head, I can't think of what the rainbow itself would represent in that sense. I mean, an esoteric. It almost seems like it's the bridge. Yeah, you know, so in an esoteric meditation in particular that I have on the top of my mind, there is the, uh, there's this meditation where you're on the other side of a rainbow and it, and it is and it is a bridge and mm-hmm. the way that we approach the earth uh through it i shouldn't say too much about it because i don't have it very clearly in my head it's just gonna okay. create confusion because i've always wondered like what what is out there like where's the end because in our little minds right we think like there has to be an end to everything because that's just the way that life works um where is the end and it's if it's infinite then why should we think that there isn't a heaven up there? Like, why is that such a crazy thought, you know? So he, now I'm going to tell you something really unusual and interesting, exceedingly interesting. I love it. So I, it really goes back to the whole perception of reality. And as materialists, we perceive uh, a physical reality and we perceive it in terms uh, uh, through the lens of materiality. So we think that everything is, um, is a physical object. It's dead. It's sitting here. But it's not until we're actually able to stop our thoughts. Now, of course, there's people who have through you know, spiritual visions or psychedelics but or through meditation. You, and your thoughts stop, all of a sudden, the mental dissidence, all the intellectuality, all the rationality allows your clairvoyance to come back. And now you start to see spiritual phenomena that exist all around us. And it's just like if a blind person were to deny the existence of color because they don't see it, right. because they lack the faculties of perception to see it. In the same way, there's a spiritual reality around us that isn't perceptible to people who are lacking the organs of uh clairvoyance right. yeah just percept- because you're not able to do it doesn't mean you have to get get all jelly on me you know and call me a liar I'm one thing i can tell right you now. from i've been to antarctica uh you know not that you've been to antarctica wait hold up is that one of the 45 one of the se- all seven continents have been to and- are you allowed there you can go on land in certain areas, but yes, going in inland is strictly protected because of the the treaty okay. and everything that right, they're protecting. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's a whole different episode to talk about. Okay, what was what was found by you know Admiral Byrd and you know Project yeah. High Jump and you know what's inside the the Hollow Earth idea or what's inside you know Antarctica or what's you know the aliens. what's on the other side of our Antarctica. Yeah, I never thought I would be fascinated with Antarctica, you know, and here I am just like, wow, what is out there? You know, um, the fa- I did not know about the treaty. That's a fascinating topic. 
why? Why do we have a treaty? Why is it that in Antarctica, we, we can have diplomacy, right? We can actually have a place where all the countries agree on something, but anywhere else, we want to toss bombs at each other. Yeah, and I think it really comes down to the agreements that are made on a high level, and that goes for all the leadership with their you know, the G8 conferences and the the Bilderberg Group and the United Nations. And then, you know, that treaty. So there's high levels of operations that are going on that, you know, it is it is a conspiracy. They are conspiring to keep information from people. And it's a top-down sort of operation. You know, so they're holding, you know... They're holding something. Yeah. There, there's got... It's not just a big uh, plot of of ice, it can't be. There has to be something there that they do not want us to know. What that thing is, I have no idea. Is it aliens? Is it Jesus Christ himself? I have no idea. But there is something there that if we found out as people, it might actually release something that we have in us, maybe like the Holy Spirit. I don't know. Um, that they want to keep in its box, right? Yeah. So, you know, something interesting is that, you know, I used to work at the Church of Scientology. Oh, man, I just... Fascinated by you, all my favorite topics. Okay, go on. <laughs> I, d- I have pursued all of these interesting topics, became a Freemason. Free- Whoa! Yeah. You're dropping bombs over here, Freemason too? Yeah. Who did I bring in my house? No, I, phys- I physically went down the, the tunnels to investigate all yeah. of the conspiracies, to learn firsthand everything. I love I that. I think that's super important because otherwise you're just talking shit. You know? Yeah, we're just kind of speculating. Right. And uh, one of the interesting things is they are waiting for the Luciferians to come and basically I, I consider it an international UFO cult. And what they are waiting for is these beings that are coming from the Galactic Confederation. Now, right. this is something is it learn- Confederation or is it feder- the Galactic Federation? The Galactic Confederation and the, there's the I believe it's Confederation. I thought it was Federation. Maybe, maybe, maybe it is. You know, maybe They're it is splitting Federation. them up too. They got them against each other, right? All these factions we've been talking about. Yeah. So I, I could. I've been a while since I've looked at the word. And then there's the other party, Jesus's party, the Markabian uh, Confederacy. Whoa. I don't think it's Federation, but Confeder confederation might not be a word so i don't know we'll look it up but <laughs> the markabians are who they're doing war with and these this is where jesus is coming from okay according to the seventh day adventist uh they say jesus is in the crab nebula which is the the middle star I've of heard that. belt doesn't saturn have to have a play in this one yeah i mean you know saturn's relevance is like has yeah, to huge. do with yeah it's that's kind of a, a can of worms too i don't know exactly how it uh folds into this right but um, ultimately, they are planning on making war with, you know, Jesus. So we got a war of all against all. The, the devil and his angels come down to gather all the kings of the earth to make war on that great mighty day of God. And right now we have these demons and the, these uh, aliens that are actually interdimensional demons who have been working behind the scenes with these government institutions and with the high level top secret uh uh, projects and you know what they're doing is trying to uh, prepare us to accept these other planetary beings which are really demons who are preparing everybody to make war with Jesus and right. you know the armies of heaven so uh, you know everything that's being said we have to look at through the lens of the motivation uh, after we kind of decide you know what we accept as truth personally 
So if you accept, like, okay, the Bible is real, that there are evil beings, that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, that there is ultimately going to be uh, a great deception of one kind or another, and that most of the world will be deceived. And then we look at the, what the materialistic science has brought us, its interpretation of a cosmology. What is the universe? What are planets? What are stars? What is the sun? And their explanations of, uh, you know, the sun is an incandescent ball of fire and this and that. Uh, you know, we have actually ancient uh, uh, interpretations or understandings uh, of what these things really are that science goes directly against. And so I think it's really helpful to learn both sides of the equation. Yes, well, and that that's how you make the best uh, scientific guess, right, is by listening to all sides. And the fact that they want to drown out just one narrative, right, it makes you, it, you have to think, you can't think surface level. You can't think flat earth surface level. You got to go deeper, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I just threw flat earther in there, not say, thinking that that's like the deception, but you have to listen to all sides because as far as I know, I, I couldn't even tell you why the earth is round. I have no idea. It's just because I've seen it round because I sat in a science class in, uh, in high school and learned that it was round. I don't know who wrote that book. I don't know if, if the scientists in there were getting paid from climate change people, you know? Like what I have found in my studying and researching who's at the top of all these publications, it's all the same people. It's all people that work in the UN, it's the, the foundations that we have all around us, the Gates Foundations, the Rockefeller, you know, all of those foundations, they're all the ones that funnel the money towards these uh, projects in our government and the projects and the that put together books, you know, for people to um, use as academia and to indoctrinate. Um, so I, I really don't know. I, just, I know that those people are evil because I have found those connections very easily. So the fact that we're just taking it for what it might be, but just because we've heard it a lot, doesn't make it true. And I don't see why everybody's so scared from, you know, considering an alternative. You know, and before I would go into more evidence, I'd also point out in my travels in some of the smallest villages in Africa or India that I've gone into, one consistent thing, or even in Memphis and places around here too, is you'll a lot of times see in the town square a giant globe. Yeah. Like they'll put a globe. It's like, who financed this globe? And what was the point right. of it? And is it just to say... Hey, Earth. Or is this part of a massive conditioning effort on every level just to make this like, you know, something you don't question? Yeah. You know? Uh, But the evidence as far as why or how we could conclude that the Earth is flat, I think the first thing we can look at is just why do we have this prejudice that it has to be uh, a globe? By the way, everybody says, oh, the Earth is round or the Earth isn't round. Flat Earthers say it's, you know, the fact is, the flat earth is round. It's round and like a dinner right, plate, right. but it's not a sphere. It's a saucer. Yeah. So this is more of a matter of whether the earth is a, a sphere um, or not. Right. Because both sides believe the earth is round. You know what's interesting? Um, when I, I So I went to, Mon- I'm a Montessori kid. And uh, I remember one of the lessons we had. The teacher took the uh, uh, some Play-Doh that was sphere, right? And she smushed it. And she was trying to show us why a map had like the creases, you know, at the top. It's because when you push it now, you see you can't compress a, um, 
a, a ball without you know, distorting the yeah. And I I never understood like what was she trying to tell us? Was she just trying to tell us that there's no way that the Earth could be flat, but in a way without telling us that there's no way that the Earth could be flat? You know, that perspective, I find, is usually just trying to justify, uh, you know, how our the, the map is laid out. Yeah. You know, and, you know, it would make sense if you did take, like, an orange and you unpeeled it and flattened it right. out. Right, that's another, yeah, example, right. Yeah. So what, it, what, what were they conditioning me? Well, from my perspective, it's more of just trying to explain how they came to their conclusion, how the science is uh, a representation of, you know, geometry and things like that. But it just is taking for granted, though, the idea that the Earth is a sphere based on scientific observations made since, you know, Copernicus or uh, or whatever. And so, but the thing is, it doesn't question uh, any of the science. And so... Um. <laughs> I think this is the clip. Okay. Kentuckians can help us save lives. No, it's Kentuckians the can help one. end this pandemic. Oh, what is this? What, what is we it? have to do is it rocket science. Get vaccinated. Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra, as part of a virtual health policy forum on vaccines Tuesday, blamed so-called flat earthers for worsening the pandemic. Because some flat earthers, especially those in places of influence, choose to peddle fiction, we're losing more of our loved ones today than we were a few months ago. What does that have to Here do with Here in Kentucky, that? hospitals have been pushed to the brink. One of your large healthcare facilities operates at 130% above capacity due to the influx of COVID patients. And According to a poll by the Foundation for a Healthy Kentucky, about 31% of Kentuckians said nothing would motivate them to get the vaccine. More than 80% said they take vaccine recommendations from their doctors. But only 20% said their health care provider had reached out to talk about the shot. Kentucky Nurses Association CEO Delaner Manson says implicit bias can impact patient outcomes. Some of the people that we're serving say that they don't trust the health care system. And so they don't go to the doctor. So when you engage them in conversation about why they don't trust the healthcare system, it's that the healthcare system hasn't supported them. Erin Kelly, Spectrum News. Okay, so it's not that the healthcare system hasn't uh, supported them. It's that they are actually doing the research now, looking at the studies from the Lancet, from the New England Journal of Medicine, from all of these sources that a doctor would go to to find research we're actually finding it just as regular Americans or regular uh, individuals of the world and being like, why aren't they talking about this? Um, I have uh, Dr. Payne and Broken on my show and Dr. Payne has brought many studies on where he's like, I don't understand why Fauci is misrepresenting you know, the use and the effectiveness of ivermectin because it clearly works. Why are we forcing this... Uh, bioweapon basically uh on people when there's there's clearly an alternative now if you think about it why do we have a vaccine the only reason why we have it is because of the emergency use authorization of it how do you get an eua well the only way you get it is when there's no alternative so follow the money mm -hmm. and it's very interesting that you know the first thing that happened when COVID hit was okay now we need to make a vaccine it's like whoa why? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if if you saw uh, 
Plandemic, the the Plandemic film. I need to watch it. Oh I've my been gosh, told you're gonna to watch it. Plan- I feel like I I've already researched it all, but I I should watch it. Yeah, and you know this was formed in the early days of COVID, but it's still it's very informative. Uh, Plandemicseries.com is where it's located. Okay, it did get you know taken off their domain and different things. So right, and the first version was the Judy uh, Markowitz Markowitz. Uh, clip where she did this interview and and that was just supposed to be a trailer for the actual documentary well that blew up and went viral and so what they did is they took the actual movie they had been working on called it plandemic 2 took that first 15 minute interview called it plandemic 1 because it taken on a life of its own Mm -hmm. and so now you want to see plandemic 2 which is the full length explanation and right off the bat they discussed the uh event 201 Yes. And you see that six months before COVID even happened, of course. And by the way, just point out, remind everybody, we don't have any pictures of this so-called virus. We have not isolated. Uh, yeah, we have not isolated. And actually, I have spoken to a state official, the highest level of operations for every lab in a certain state. I won't name the state. Um, basically, he is the CEO of the state lab. Now, every state has to have a state lab in order to be a state, right? And their job in each state is to certify all the other labs. So your Sonoraquests, your lab corps, all the ones you go to get blood work done, they're the ones that certify or license them to run an operation in that state. So if there's anybody who knows anything, it would be that person. That's where the anthrax goes when the governor gets it in an envelope, right? It's where everything goes to to be dissected. Now, I asked, has COVID-19 ever been isolated? And the response was, well, I suppose it has since we have a vaccine and we also have a test, right? Now we know a little bit more about those PCR tests anyways and that they don't even have it on there, um, the, the reagents to test for. But then I asked, okay, well, why don't you know? And their response was, well, we've been directed by the CDC to send anything COVID-related straight to them. So they're not even supposed to look at it. They got to send it right over to the CDC, which makes no sense because the CDC isn't a government entity. It's quasi-governmental. Send it all the way over there and said, okay, well, now we're getting closer to if there's an isolate. And then I asked, well, do you know if there one is? And again, like, I don't know for sure, but since they have a test and since they have a vaccine, I suppose so. Yeah, I mean, the fact is that they needed up until right before this happened, up to 25 years at least to produce a vaccine. Right. Then they claimed that they had been developing one since, you know, the other outbreaks and this and that. And they just happened to have it in their back pocket ready to go. But it's still an experiment. Uh, You know, it's very, very clear this is not about health. This is about forcing a vaccine. Now, the question is, what is in the vaccine? What is so important about this vaccine? Does it merely represent um, power over another person? Or does, for instance, this graphene, which animates to life under uh, five... Graphene oxide. Yeah. Under Mm -hmm. these, you know, amped up 5G conditions, all of a sudden, you know, recombine and animate itself. Is that going to... Were they going to put a whole wave and and 200 million people in the United States are just going to drop dead in a second? I mean, depopulation has been a part of the agenda of Bill Gates and a lot of people involved. The plot thickens. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go on. Sorry. Um, So... I think it's really important that we're able to confirm. And by the way, this is I'm going to go, go right into the in, so-called insurrection because I think this is just another one of these things uh, where 
people aren't looking and really tuned into the agenda and the motivation of these evil people. And instead, we're still saying things like it's about money. It's about, you know, maybe power at, you know, at the least we could say, but more than that, it's about the domination of the human soul on the earth. It's about the future it's of earth. Biblical. It's yes. biblical. This is about demonic control over Satan's control over the earth. Yeah. So, uh, you know, once you start looking from that perspective, I don't a- see how it couldn't be. Honestly, I if if you do follow the money, it money isn't going to give you anything, especially if they're trying to devalue the dollar. So maybe some of the people making decisions at the lower level, it's based on money, but little do they know that they're part of a bigger plot, right? Um, that you're right. I mean, it's it has to be about taking over one's soul. I mean, if if you look at it on its face, they are trying so hard to get rid of the narrative that you and I are the dialogue that we're having right now. They will go to the ends of the earth. How do you have ends <laughs> on a globe? Um, in order to do it. So it there has to be a bigger, more evil agenda than just making money off of this. Absolutely. And I think, uh, and one of the reasons I was connecting it to the insurrection is because we go from having this thing happen and trying to reverse engineer what's happening. And if we're not taking big enough steps and with a big enough perspective, we're going to lose the whole plot of the thing. So we got to remember that these people at these higher rungs, whether you believe in occult matters and matters of witchcraft or spiritual powers or not, it almost doesn't matter because these people do. And when you know that they do, whether, again, or not you believe in what they're talking about, you can start to see how that's motivating the kinds of things that they're doing. And so then you can start to look on a huge a huge scale and say, okay, well, if this was my agenda, what length would I go to to consolidate all of the countries of the world into um, my hand? And so for them, you know, at any cost. Okay. So that means anything can happen. Everything from making people get fired, faking a pandemic, killing people off, you know, making making the truth the lie. When the 1960s, the director of the FBI said that until everything the American public believes is a lie, right. our mission of disinformation will not be complete. Yeah. And now you see they use the word disinformation every time they're talking about information and they present disinformation as information. Mm-hmm. And every time they're doing something uh, wrong, they accuse the other side of doing that thing. It's a whole, you know, I know you are, but what am I thing? All the way through and through. And I think a lot of people are wise to it, but then there's a lot of people who are really just drinking the Kool-Aid. Well, and I think people, a lot of the people that are wise to it are also, it's easier for them to be like, okay, yeah, I am wise to it, but I'm not going past that. Like, I'm wise to it, but I'm not going to go deeper into thought to think why, right? Mm -hmm. I see that they're doing this, but you know, Throughout human history, there's always been some kind of thing like this. Like, it's just one of those things and it will go away. I just need to keep wearing my mask. I need to keep sending my child to school with a mask. Um, but it it's like every day there is breaking news, right? And it's breaking news, not just like, oh, the president today, you know, said that there was... There was good people on both sides of this riot, you know, or what, this fight that happened in whatever state. Um, it's not news like that. It is like earth shattering marker movers, you know, 
We had uh, Biden win, supposedly win. Um, and that was like, okay, well, that election stuff was kind of messed up. Like, maybe we should push an audit. And then you get that. And then you have the insurrection of January 6th. And you're like, wait a minute. I watched people, you know, throughout that whole thing. And actually, they said that the insurrection, I have a screenshot from NPR. Um, they said that the insurrection happened. I think the screenshot is for like 9.06 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, everybody knows that Trump went out on stage late that day at 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So he could not have done that, right? And then you saw the clip of him on, on Twitter, which got him disbanded or banned, right? Saying, we need to be calm. We need to just go home, please. We must have peace. You know, that's not calling for an insurrection, right? So you have that. And then everything since that day, it's just ex like you get more and more and more like crazier things are happening. We have the supposed president of the United States saying we're going to give $450,000 to each illegal Im immigrant who was torn from their families back in 2018. Well, he since has said that he doesn't know anything about a plan like that. It's like, no, but you said it. Um, and then forcing vaccine mandates, you know, where you said there's plenty of clippings saying that you wouldn't do that as president. You know, there's just so, so many things that you would think like an administration could have like one mess up, but it's every single day. I mean, the, the examples are limitless, you know? Yeah. It's constant lying all the time. And you know, what I see happening with this whole insurrection lie, which I watched that too that day, you yeah. know, and you know, we know that the, the Trump supporters were almost what a mile away or something, you know, standing, you know, they you know, hadn't even walked over there yeah. yet. And then you see the videos where all these Antifa people, you know, and then you see the FBI agents, the secret service opening up the doorway, literally yes, like a red saying, carpet. Come on in, come, come on, on in. in, come on in. And then, but you know, I think the real point of why they keep pushing the so-called insurrection is because the Constitution gives us one recourse when there, a coup d'etat happens, when the government gets taken over, and that's you have the right to go and take your country back. You right. have a responsibility. It's a duty. It's a duty. And now that they've they've really faked this insurrection with their own people, and then they've memorialized it, now they want to call it as bad as 9-11 because they want to do a couple of things. They want to scare people into thinking that that is no longer an option, mm -hmm. that everybody who's tried has tried. It's failed. It's done with that point in history of trying to take back. Well, your I never even over. thought about that. And and uh, what's more is they want to quell any kind of talk of such a revolutionary act. Right. They want to act like, uh, you know, the only people who are doing this are, are crazy people. Most people don't have that in their head that people just want to live their lives. They just especially in our country nowadays you know right. we're very complacent we have everything and and we've become very lazy you know what they say like uh, uh, hard times create strong men strong men create good times good times create weak men weak men create hard times and right now we're a bunch of weak men and we're we're in the middle of creating hard times for ourselves right. yeah and i know that and, and they know that this whole <laughs> so-called insurrection is in this whole story is to kill out so if somebody were to say hey we got to go take back our country oh my gosh my Whoa. friend's an extreme terror gonna kill some people i need to call the fbi where is that number the domestic terrorist number yeah <laughs> i mean that, that's another example you have the um national school board association although albeit they've already rescinded their request of the biden administration to send out fbi and doj into the states to um find the parents that are bullying, you know, the board members, 
based off really stupid. Oh, that I just remembered the coincidence. Oh, my God, your mind is going to freak out. But let me go on with the National School Board Association. You have them calling or asking uh, for Biden to call us domestic terrorists. Right. And they he next day him and Garland Merrick, whatever his name is, decided, Okay, you're right. This is you can't be doing this to elected officials, you know, Um and the examples that they used in the letter was like, they're calling us bullies. They're calling us traitors. You know, they're they're um, they're saying they're going to take away our pensions. It's like, well, those are the tools in the tool bag when you are the constituent. Like, what are you talking about? There is no bullying here. They only have two minutes to talk to you in front of the school board and then they kick you off. How much bullying could I do as a domestic terrorist? I actually uh, published a blog this week with all the breakdown of everything that's there. But the... The, I, I, the ironic coincidence that I found in this, in the initial letter, there is an example in, of a Virginia man who was arrested during a school board meeting. His name is Scott Smith, okay? He was arrested uh, for, let me actually pull it up so that I can. Is this the guy whose daughter was like, yes. raped in the bathroom by him? Yes. So this gentleman uh, back in, let's see. Okay. Uh, there. So the letter came out from the NSBA uh, September 29th, calling for you know the domestic terrorists to be gathered up and thrown into the ring of fire. One of the articles. Uh, it was an NBCWashington.com article that they cited in their letter was a Virginian individual, his name was Scott Smith, who in June was dragged from Loudoun County uh, School Board meeting with a bloody lip and in handcuffs and later found guilty of disorderly conduct and resisting arrest back in uh, August. So it happened in June and then he was arrested in August for it. Well, little did we know, it was actually uh, a father of a girl who was raped by an LGBTQ plus. I think that's where we're at now with, with the Rainbow family. Yeah. Or the Alphabet family. I forget what to call them. Um, so that's where they decided. Um, well, it, it just so happened to have been, uh, what was it called? The Transgender Month. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, Pride Month. Yeah, Pride Month, Pride Month, yeah. which I mean, I've been, I used to live in Chicago, okay? Like I was, I lived right on Broadway. I was right there. My, like my balcony, it wasn't a balcony. It was more like a staircase outside that was on some rails. You sat out there the whole time, drank champagne and had a great time. You know, like Pride Pride parades, they were great um, until they started inviting kids in there. And then it was like, okay, well, I can't get crazy in front of these kids because I get crazy, you know, especially mm. champagne. <laughs> um, so the... What the letter had failed to mention was that this was the father of 15-year-old daughter who was raped in a bathroom by a boy wearing a girl's girl's clothing um, back in May. And as punishment by the school, the boy was transferred to another school where he again raped another girl. And since then, the boy has been charged with sexual battery and an abduction at another area high school. Okay, so here... I. Here I am writing this out. You know, it's kind of like a timeline. I also give you the um, where the word domestic terrorism comes from, where it's defined in, which is the Patriot Act and how we got all how we all got here, right? So 
I decided to uh, put into Google Scott Smith, you know, to find more information about this gentleman. Well, when you do that, guess who pops up? Scott Smith is actually, he was a musician, okay? And he was a gay activist. So this was the first link that popped up for me a week ago when I published this uh, blog. Probably before everybody was typing in Scott Smith, the father of Virginia, you know, woman. So now that's at the top. But I thought it was very ironic. You have Scott Smith, a musician from the 1990s who was a gay activist. I think, oh, he re, he was the guitarist for the for Loverboy. You know, like, it's, it, isn't that, maybe it's just me. Is that not ironic? You have a guy who is there saying, you know, I, I don't care if you're LGBTQ, but this is an issue. You did not recognize my daughter's assault, you know, and he just so happened to be there. They wrap in all of that stuff. And then you Google Scott Smith and he's a gay activist. Like it's, am I just crazy or is that ironic? Uh, I see irony there. Okay. And, maybe, and I also see. Maybe my mind was blown more. No, I mean, it, it. The biggest thing is I think it's not inconsistent. Oh, I got a weird echo thing. I don't think it's inconsistent uh, with how they've played this game to take uh, unrelated news and unrelated stories and websites uh, and then putting those at the top in order to cover up any right. alternative fake news or whatever they don't like. And so they put up non sequiturs. So when people do their basic research and they type into Google, blah, blah, and that's all that comes up, you know, yeah. most people don't go past the first page. Right. And so then they go away and they're like, ah, there's not really anything. But to they're it. also going to think that he's a gay activist. So they're going to be like, mm. why, why did they throw this guy in jail? He doesn't ha hate LGBTQ. He's an activist from the 90s. He's saying in Loverboy, you know? Now, it's almost like there's another side to all of this madness that's actually trying to help people get to the truth. Wait, let me get this straight. Yeah. This Scott Smith, are you saying is the same Scott Smith as... No, but a lot of people would up? think so. Oh, okay. Because it come, it's the same exact name. Yeah, yeah. So when saying. I Googled it uh, a week ago, this Wikipedia page of this Scott Smith, who died back in November 2000, but was known as a, a gay activist, he... It, it was him that popped up. And I thought, wow, how ironic that you have this father who's not even um, out of what he wanted to do, but fighting against LGBTQ, you know, rights of being in a bathroom with his daughter. Um, this popped up. Yeah, just more distractions. Just, yeah. yeah. Well, and it, it's just, I don't know. I feel like God kind of puts in these funny little like, okay, fine. If you guys want to get at this guy for actually trying to help his daughter and you didn't help him. Scott Smith, you're up. You're going to be at the top here. We're going to make you a gay activist. You know, it's like, um, what is that? What is that operation? Uh, Project Looking Glass. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, where you can, we're actually, we think we're in a reality, but then things change or the Mandela effect, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Things like change on a dime. And you're like, wait a minute. I thought that the song by Queen, We Will Rock You says, or what do people say it says? Because I hear it in my head, too. I'm like, no, they say it twice. We will rock you, right? Like, no, 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 they don't. What? I, I forget what the example is, but... Uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, yeah. Kleenex really have two E's in it the yes. whole time? Sort of yes, yes. Or Berenstein Bears? Like, what? Um, and that's a whole nother episode. But see my point? Like, that, that was one of... I've had a lot of moments like this where I'm like, man, the irony in this, it's almost too much. Like um, the ship that was stuck, the shipping containers that was stuck in the... Oh, yeah.